Well, good morning again, everybody. And it's time to visit with our friends at Crete Schaefer. And Tim Ashoff is with us. And uh, Tim, you wished me a, a belated happy fourth uh, before we went on the air. And right back at you. Good morning. Good morning, Dave. It's a, it's a great week to be on. Uh, you know, it's great to celebrate the 4th of July and, and recognize the, the independence and the democracy we have and that it's been uh, sustained for so many years is, is somewhat amazing. I know sometimes if you watch the news these days, you you, you would think we're not one one country, but I, I, it's, it's great that as you go out and, and travel the country, as I know you do and as I do, um, it's a great country to be a part of. There is so much opportunity that continues today, and the best part of it is there's still just as great a people as there were you know, two two hundred years ago when this country was founded. So, you know, I'll, very very quickly, we have a lot to talk about here. But uh, since we're talking about uh, military veterans, and you guys are uh, such a part of, of that um, initiative in the industry, we play the national anthem every morning at the beginning of my program. And uh, a driver called in this morning and said, "I wonder if I'm the only driver who takes off his hat." Uh, and holds it over his heart when we play the anthem, circumstances permitting. And you know, we got call after call this morning from guys who do that, or they'll have the radio up loud while they're strapping a load or something. Uh, if they have the radio tuned in, they'll stop at attention uh, for the national anthem. And uh, I, I think that that's a strain that will never disappear from this industry, Tim. No, it is great, and uh, I was had the opportunity, I was fortunate to be able to take my family to uh, a Fourth of July celebration, and uh, it was kind of a street fair, and a lot was going on, and saw the same experience. There was a, a bandstand at the end, and when they started to play uh, some patriotic songs, the people stopped, they stood at attention, um, and it was just great to see that that, no, no matter what some of our differences may be at times, or what we hear about our differences are supposed to be, um, we have that patriotism kind of in our DNA here, and, and that is always great to see. Absolutely. Well, we have Isaac Phillips uh, back on the program this morning. I'll have you uh, reintroduce Isaac and introduce uh, Joe Fisher. Sure. Well, Isaac, as uh, many of you know, is our uh, director of, of driver development and our owner operating program. And under that driver development role, uh, he plays a huge part in our military hiring uh, initiatives and um, certainly has been in that role uh, long enough to be experienced to almost answer uh, any question drivers may have. But a big part of that role that he really helped move us forward as a company was working um, through the VA to get our military program uh, approved as an apprenticeship program so that the, the military veterans can use GI benefits when they come on board with us and uh, certainly knows how we can help that transition. And then uh, also have driver uh, uh, Joseph Phillips. Um, Joe's been with us since 2014. Uh, before that, uh, he was in the Air Force and served from 2010 to 2014. So first off, I could publicly thank Joe for his service, uh, first of all, in the military, and then uh, certainly making that transition back to civilian life. And I know he's a uh, got a great deal of, of information he's able to share on what that transition's like because uh, some you know any change is not easy but uh, we certainly try to help uh, the veterans that are leaving the, the service to come on board and, and find a great occupation as there are many in trucking 
Thank you very much, Tim. And uh, guys, we're going to uh, kind of bounce around uh, all different aspects of uh, what's going on with uh, veterans uh, slash trucking and what opportunities there are. But overall, Tim, uh, why is trucking a good opportunity for military veterans? And then, Isaac, I'm going to kind of ask you to zero in on that a little bit and talk about uh, some of the types of job opportunities that exist. Let's get that overall 30,000-foot view, though, first, Tim. Sure. You know, as I've talked to, to many of veterans that we have, and, and the great thing about being here at Crete and Schaefer is over 30% of our workforce are veterans. So uh, we're walking down the halls and out on the road with with a lot of veterans, so I get a lot of feedback from them. And, and so I ask them that, you know, exact question, why why is trucking such a, a good opportunity? And I think, you know, there's just actually many aspects to that. And, you know, one of the things that, that um, sometimes we forget is that, um, or those of us who haven't served in the military, is that military is a lot about teamwork. And while a driver may be out there um, in a truck and may seem alone, for uh, a smooth operation to work, it does take a lot of teamwork. And, and in our industry, to make that teamwork happen, it really takes a lot of good communication. And I know a lot of you know military members, they were served about or they were trained often on, on communication and clear communication because if you don't have good communication things uh, uh, things can go terribly wrong out on a battlefield and so how our industry is set up where where a person a driver in particular may be out on the road by themselves they know they're still tied back to a team and it takes a team uh, to make everything happen so you have to have clear communication you have to have some rules so the whole team knows um you know what playbook they're on, and then certainly we have the rules of the FMCSA and others that um, you know some of the veterans are, are used to working in that structure, um, and then some discipline ensuring that uh, you know they they keep on task, keep on schedule, and and uh, I think that's something you're used to as well. But what I really like more about about this is the personal side, where I hear that you know there's still that camaraderie out there amongst uh, the drivers, and certainly even the the veterans here in the offices and the shop, where uh, you know you're counting on each other even when you can't uh, be with each other because you've worked together you're you're you've had that same background you're coming from that same playbook and then finally one thing I don't think about uh, often is is that you know when you leave the military, you know during the while you're in the military, you had a lot of great benefits and uh, support. And getting into an industry like ours, where a lot of companies like ours continue that, we we have mentoring programs or otherwise to provide that support. But just as importantly, then benefits for for the family members of, of the service members. So uh, I know that's a lot of things, but you know, as I've talked to many different veterans, it's like, well, what is it about the industry? And and it's not necessarily that one thing it's all those things together that that feel like a good continuation of where they've come from indeed indeed uh, well let's kind of zero in a little bit isaac phillips and again isaac is the uh, driver development and owner operator program manager so do you deal with um, the the kind of the nuts and bolts of where someone might fit into the industry uh, what type of job opportunities do exist in the industry yeah. Well, first of all, good morning, Dave. Good to be on with you again. Same here. Um, you know, I, I would say it's, it's a good transition just because there's a lot of different skill sets that military members have, um, you know, not just driving, but, you know, diesel mechanics, operations type folks. You know, they've got a lot of those skill sets that they're time-oriented, responsible, uh, good communicators. Like Tim said, they, they enjoy teamwork, and, and that's what these this industry and, and these different companies are all about. We're all on the same team out there. So, 
you know, there's, we've had pretty good success with people that, uh, you know, maybe were 88 mics, which is, uh, you know, uh, mechanic type folks or, or, uh, you know, people that were out, uh, foot soldiers, you know, different skills that they have and utilizing those. And, and like Tim mentioned, we've got a mentoring program. Uh, we've got drivers that are part of our Patriot fleet that like to take, uh, other drivers under their wings that are transitioning and kind of help them through, you know, especially that first year transition to, to the civilian world and, and how to work with different customers and just ins and outs of the position so um, just got a lot of a lot of helping hands out there to to get folks through that trying time so and and dave you know um, much like the military what's been great here and i've been able to watch myself is um, uh, these people that have transitioned kind of go up through the ranks so to speak um we have a couple of our terminal managers that were lifers in the military and came on board with us and, and now have moved up here as well and, and managed two of our major terminals in Kansas City and Harrisburg, PA. Um, we have um, um, a former ranger who's now um, in line to lead our safety department. He's a safety director now, moved up through the ranks. So there's just a lot of opportunity. We have one of our original uh, Patriot Fleet drivers, the driver out on the road, has moved in and, and then is now a driver manager in operations. So um, much like the military, too, uh, there's just a lot of different opportunities where if you, you come in as at one role, uh, that doesn't mean you can't move up the ranks as you uh, expand your skill set and, and show your leadership. Well, Joe Fisher, we haven't forgotten about you. In fact, uh, you're kind of the guy that this uh, conversation is really all about. So you heard what uh, Tim and Isaac had to say, but let's kind of back up a little bit. You're in the Air Force, uh, spent, uh, what, four or five years uh, in the U.S. Air Force. Um, Why trucking when you came out? Did you come from a trucking family? Uh, Did you do uh, trucking or mechanics uh, in the uh, Air Force? And were there some choices that you made with within the trucking industry before you uh, settled in uh, on driving. Kind of give us your story, I guess, is what I'm asking. Okay. Uh, I knew a few people that uh, were in with me that uh, decided to start driving trucking. It's not that hard to get into because a lot of the things you learn in the military kind of apply in this career field. Mm -hmm. And uh, a lot... Especially if you're doing a specific job, you can uh, get your CDL without actually going to any courses. Plus, almost everybody in the military has some experience with heavy equipment. My particular job was um, ammo, so I never really drove too many big trucks in the Air Force. But but it seemed as if uh, trucking was going to be a, a pretty good fit for you, uh, even before, even while you were still in. Right. Well, another thing is also the military helps you prep for being away from home for extended periods of, t- of time. And yeah. So you're used to that. That helps. That's a good point, uh, Tim, because uh, we, we've talked about, you know, job opportunities, advancing up through the ranks, so to speak, and that sort of thing, the job descriptions. But the human aspect is is at the basis of everything we do. 
It is, and that's why, you know, as I mentioned earlier, there's just so many different aspects uh, of uh, being in, uh, you know, the military and how it, it flows over to trucking. And, and, you know, one of the things, as I mentioned, too, is as I was uh, originally, I remember about five years ago now, it's amazing how time flies, I was talking with one of our original Patriot Fleet drivers, and I said, you know, so, you know, why did you become a trucker and why did you come on board? And he didn't say any of those other things I said. He went right to, you know, I have a family. Uh, I have to support a family, and um, I was used to doing that as I was I was out away from them. And for me to be comfortable that they're being taken care of, I need to you know make sure I have a really good benefits program that I'm going to you know make uh, good earnings, and um, you know be able to provide some of those necessities for them. And so um, you know just as I mentioned, what we have here to do that, so while a driver is away from home, they can feel comfortable that they're they're going to be um, earning earning a good paycheck and having good benefits to take care of their family is still a big aspect of that. But at the same time, and, and I know that uh, there's always uh, pros and cons, I know that sometimes that transition has been difficult, too, because, um, you know, the family members may be thinking, well, my spouse is now out of the military. There's going to be more time at home. And so we've had to help balance that uh, as well and, and yeah. try to find that right fleet that works for the family, too, where, where, you know, they'll be home a little bit more often than in the military. Uh, and so find that right fit, because, as you know, there's many different types of driving uh, in in trucking and so sometimes it's a balance and I guess what what Isaac and team does well and what we like to see is to work with that individual uh, to see what is going to fit for them and know it's a transition with what you start out with uh, we've seen it many times when people come out of the military uh, it evolves um, and we need to evolve with them as far as their expectations for uh, you know home time and that support so uh, it's a variety of things but family is uh, that's another thing is we all you know uh, the you know God country and family is uh, you know a lot of what we hear from our veterans so we can't forget about that and we have to provide that support Indeed, indeed. You kind of remind me of an old joke, though, real quick, Tim. Got a couple of guys walking across a truck stop parking lot, and one of the fellows was thinking about changing companies, and he talked to the other guy, and, man, this guy just couldn't talk. He, he loved the company. And the fellow wound up joining that company. About six weeks later, he sees the same guy. He says, hey, I thought you said this company was great to work for. I haven't been home in six weeks. And the fellow says, yeah, ain't that great? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it, but, but, but again, to your point, um, and I told that to kind of re reinforce your point, is that every person is different and then every family situation is different. Every family member is different. So you, you're juggling a lot of people there, so to speak, to try to get the right niche for the right person. Because if you don't, then, then everybody loses and, and it's not a good thing. If you do, then all of a sudden you've got somebody who's going to uh, not only stay with the company, but thrive with the company. And, and that's, I know, what your goal is. Uh, Isaac, I'm going to kind of go right back to you for some more details here. What programs are available to military veterans looking uh, to enter trucking? It seems like uh, almost every other week now we see something new coming out of uh, DOT, especially FMCSA. You guys have your own initiatives. The industry at large does. Uh, it's becoming kind of a small catalog, I think. It is. It's becoming more popular all the time. Um, you know, we started this oh, probably five or six years ago, really focusing on those that are able to use their their uh, GI or Montgomery Bill benefits, and we try to make it as easy as possible. All we ask is for the certificate of eligibility, and then, you know, as a company, then we file everything to the VA. 
you know, the purpose behind uh, the VA and companies like ourselves doing this is to really subsidize that income, uh, you know, throughout that first year uh, to make that transition as, as easy as possible. So, you know, we've had a lot of successes, and then I'll toot Joe's horn here a little bit. He went through the program in, in 2014, 2015, and and uh, been very successful, been here, like I said, almost three years now, and, and not only runs a lot of miles, but runs a lot of safe miles, so it really takes a lot of pride in his work. So. Well, Isaac, you kind of lead me right back uh, into uh, a conversation with Joe, because, Joe, I wanted to ask you uh, first off, and then we'll kind of get uh, Tim to um, to talk about this as well. But there are challenges, of course. Uh, you can take a challenge and look at it from two different aspects, of course, positive, negative. But what are some of the challenges that you faced when you transitioned out of the Air Force into civilian life slash into trucking? I'd say probably one of the biggest challenges is just keeping up with your bills and everything because of you the change of You reached Phillips with Creek Carrier and Schaefer Trucking. Unfortunately, I'm either on the phone or away from my desk. <laughs> like, I don't know how that happened. I, as soon as I can. Otherwise, press zero and pound. You'll be transferred to the operator. <laughs> you can ask for someone I don't else think this has ever happened before. Uh, let me make sure that we still have the guys with us. Joe, are you there? Uh-oh. Okay. Tim, are you there? I'm still here. Okay. Isaac, are you there? I think we just lost Isaac. We'll get him back. Joe, uh, I'm so, so sorry that happened. Let me ask you again, and I'll let you kind of get started. Bills, paying bills, that, that's the first thing that hits you when you muster out, huh? Well, the reason it's kind of hard is because you're trans you're changing your pay's changing because in the military you're used to a specific amount every uh, two weeks. It doesn't change very much. Whereas trucking, it kind of it varies based on miles, your home time, and all this. So it can be hard to keep track of everything and make sure you get everything paid on time. And, of course, that, that's going to be a, a challenge, and that's a make-it-or-break-it kind of situation, Tim. Uh, so um, how do you uh, – and, and that's one aspect of, uh, of a transition. A transition pretty much runs the gambit from A to Z. Yes, you know, and that's part of what, uh, you know, Isaac had talked about. Uh, so, you know, thankfully we can work in, in with some of the, the VI uh, bills or GI bills that are out there and, and help steady that income. But I think the biggest success we found in helping that is we try to uh, um, match up our, our oncoming veterans with an existing veteran that's driven with us for a couple of years. And what we found is even matching them up if they came from the same branch of service is helpful, where the best thing to do is to learn from experience and learn from some somebody that you can easily develop a relationship with and develop a relationship of trust. So we found that mentoring program to be very valuable in, in helping those drivers understand because, it, it you know, as with any change, first of all, there's the fact that you have to change. Uh, and then second, it's, you know, learning, okay, how does this industry work? How does this impact me? But then it's developing good habits in whatever we do. And, you know, those mentors have, have been through that transition to the point where they developed those good habits. And so Sharing those habits, sharing what it takes to be successful out on the road uh, has been what we have found um, probably our biggest key to helping, you know, through that transition. 
Joe, I'm going to ask you um, to maybe talk to um, some of the folks out there who may uh, be in the military. We have a lot of folks listening on bases and posts around the country. We also have a lot of folks who have relatives who are in military right now listening. Something that you can pass along to them in terms of uh, advice that you would give to veterans uh, looking to join the trucking industry? Okay, yeah, I would definitely say use your GI Bill to get your CDL. That way you don't have, you can pretty much pick and choose what company you want to join. And you're not stuck having to go to one of the ones that requires you to stay with them for a couple of years after going to their school. It kind of helps open up your uh, options for better paying jobs. And find one that definitely... Uh, works through the VA through that mentorship program because that really does help in that transition. And I know Crete specifically, they actually, all they had, all they did was send me a piece of paper that I sent to the VA and then everything after that, I didn't have to do anything to keep uh, with the VA. There's no line like a streamline, that is for sure. Uh, Joe, thank you so much for being with us here on the program. Continued success to you there at Crete. Joe Fisher um, from the uh, Air Force, of course, and uh, joined Crete back in 2014. I think we lost Isaac, but uh, Tim, say thanks to Isaac Force. And Tim Ashoff, thank you for bringing the guys to us and uh, this topic to the program this morning. Well, thank you for uh, discussing it. This is, as I mentioned, the week of Fourth of July. It's always a time for us to make sure we say thank you to all of our veterans that have been out there serving, those that are continuing to serve, and you know, welcome, welcome back to civilian life, and please join us in the trucking industry. Thank you so much. Looking forward to um, talking with you again uh, really soon. Tim Ashoff, uh, the president and CEO of K Creek Carrier Corporation. Isaac Phillips was with us, driver development and owner-operator program manager. And, of course, uh, Joe Fisher, one of the Creek drivers out there who went through uh, the military transition program.